At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. And I know it's just today. You know, some people say that, that Christ wasn't even born on the, in the. You know, this was if you study it, buddy. It's some say it was actually in the springtime. Or, but you know, we've just taken and set aside this day to celebrate the birth of Christ. But how about we take the twenty fifth of every month and we celebrate, and we do something for we as a church and as as believers, and and we do something just like we would do on Christmas that we would do every month of the year. Why do we wait for Christmas to love each other? Why do we wait for Christmas to give things to each other? I, I, uh, y'all got to hear what, you know, what God's speaking into my spirit. Now, Christ, God gave, God loved us. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to Sunday school. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. So here's the deal. God said that when we start loving like God loves, we'll start giving like God gives. Let's take up another offering. Hey, we are. We're going to take up another offering for our youth uh, for, the, to, for the winter round. Uh, so we're going to give you a chance uh, here in a minute to, to give into that. But do y'all understand what I'm saying? Why is it that we roll into this season and all of a sudden we get into the spirit of giving? All right, I said I'm going to be a good pastor today. We got to learn to become servants first of all we have to fall in love with Jesus because it's not it's not done through the flesh but we got to learn to serve and to give like he gave so you know i'm going to challenge you to find somebody if you haven't already before christmas and give to somebody that needs something amen and and how about if we have would it be okay if we have christmas 12 times a year here at our father's house and I'm not talking about, don't be thinking, oh, that's great, I get another present. No, I'm talking about to give you an opportunity to do something for somebody 12 times a year. We might even sing a Christmas song every, once every a Christmas carol. Are we all right? I, I'm, I'm not, are y'all getting nervous? I'm not nervous at all. I'm feeling just fine up here. All right. Here we go. God devised the plan. Turn to Luke, Luke chapter. We won't hold you too long, I promise. But I do want to speak some things that the Lord has given me. Go to Luke's gospel. Uh, chapter uh, 2. I'm sorry, chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 26. And hold your place, we're going to read there. 
Here's the deal. God devised a plan to send his son to earth to be born as an infant. And you might ask, how will we know him? How will we recognize him as the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the acceptable sacrifice of sin? And, and God might have responded. If you ask God, and, and I'm going I'm to lay some foundation here, and then I'm going to read from Luke. But if you ask God, how will we know him? God might respond and say, well, I'm going to cause him to be born as an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham. All this is scriptural. But God said Abraham's descendants will be as numerous as the stars. Okay, how are we going to know him? Then God says, I'm going to narrow it down to only half of Abraham's lineage and make him a descendant of Isaac and not Ishmael. Okay, that helps a little bit, right? That's a little bit better. That's still a lot of people. Look at somebody and say, that's a lot of people. Then he says, well, I'm going to let him be born of Jacob's lineage, then eliminating half of Isaac's lineage. I'll be more specific. Jacob's going to have 12 sons. I'll bring forth the Messiah. Are y'all starting to see where I'm going here? I'll bring forth the Messiah from the tribe of Judah. But won't that be a lot of people? We still may not recognize him. Okay. Look for him in the family line of Jesse from the house and lineage of Jesse's youngest son, David. He's going to be born in Bethlehem, a small town in the area called Judah. But how will we know which person born in Bethlehem is your son? God says he's going to be preached by a messenger who will prepare the way. He will begin his ministry in Galilee. He will teach in parables. He will perform many miracles. Then God says, I'm just getting warmed up. He's going to ride into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey. He's going to appear suddenly and forcefully at the temple courts. He's going to zealously clean house. In one day, I will fulfill at least 29 specific prophecies spoken at least 500 years earlier. Look at your neighbor and say the word. <clears throat> God also says he's going to be betrayed. For 30 pieces of silver, the money's going to be cast to the floor and used to buy a potter's field. How many's ever, let's just be honest, you don't have to raise your hand. But how many's ever spoken a word to someone and you feel like God has inspired you to give someone a prophetic word or a word of knowledge or whatever the case may be, and then the enemy tries to attack you and say, now what if that don't happen? You know, he, he works that way, right? He works that way. You know, uh, you can imagine how the enemy fought me when I looked at a man and said, you're, you're pregnant. You know, and the enemy tries to come and say, you know, you know, buddy, you're going to look like a real doofus if she's not pregnant, <laughs> right? Look at Danny Tuttle. Look at all the different prophecies we have concerning Christ. It's a lot of prophecies, right? Are you still with me? God said he's going to be forsaken and deserted. He's going to be falsely accused. He's going to be wounded and bruised. He's going to be hated. He's going to be struck and spat on. He's going to be mocked, ridiculed, rejected. He's going to collapse from weakness. He's going to be taunted. He's going to thirst. He'll be given gall and vinegar. There'll be no broken bones. His side will be pierced. Darkness will cover the land. He's going to be buried in a rich man's tomb. He's going to be raised from the dead. He's going to ascend to heaven. He's going to sit down at my right hand. Jesus fulfilled about 60 Old Testament prophecies with about two. 
270 additional ramifications, all of which were made more than 400 years before his birth. Now, you do the math. And people will say, and, and I'm going to read a scripture, I promise, but people will say today that this book is not enough. This word is still enough. If we will get hungry for this word and not have to have our flesh made to feel good so we can feel like we've, oh, come on. Are y'all with me this morning? We better get back in the word of God because that's the only thing that's going to keep us, and this is what's real power. Somebody shout amen. So that's a lot of prophecies, isn't it? We're not celebrating a day, but rather an incarnation of what was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation or what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you're going to conceive in your womb, and you're going to bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Verse 32. He shall be great. Five things here spoken about Christ. He shall be great. Tommy, you got it right there. And shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, right? And he shall reign. Everybody say, he shall reign. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now, here we go. Then Mary said unto the angel, How? How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Somebody say amen. Now, what I, what I want to try to convey to you here, just for a few moments, is what happened in the Spirit, the incarnation uh, of Christ, which, you know, what was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So when the time came for God's Son to be sent, the work of the Holy Spirit is what did that. Now, and, and I, want, I really want you to see that it's, it's so important, and I mentioned it earlier, but nothing that we can do in the flesh is going to cause movement in the Spirit and in the kingdom world. So you putting your time in and being at church, and thank, thank you for coming, thank you for being here. I'm not trying to minimize that. But that in itself doesn't prosper any in the spirit. But when, it's, when we go after God and we get personal relationship with him and you, your, your, your prayer life is better at home than it is in this building and you're just coming here just to celebrate who he is and then something starts to work in your spirit and it's not a flesh thing because I'm, I promise you, and I know this is not a popular Christmas message, but, but what God spoke to me is, is that what happened when Jesus was born 
the reason it was a virgin because it couldn't be in the flesh. Come on, is anybody with me? It had to be a work. And that's, that's, the, that's, that's the mystery of being born again, Elder Rice. And in that, you know, uh, uh, Jesus, I got to slow down. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. And he said, how can I be born again? Can I enter my mother's womb? No, that's born of the flesh. So even when you were born again, uh, it, it's, 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 it's the same type of thing that happened when Jesus was born. Are y'all hearing me? It's conceived of the Holy Spirit. There's conception that takes place in you. And, and, and I want to be careful how I word this here. But, but, but there needs, in order for something to take place in you spiritually, there has to be conception by the Holy Spirit. It has to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. It has to be Spirit revealed. And, and when the church starts praying, those things that are, that, are, that are hanging there that God wants to reveal to the church, He's going to reveal to the church. And He's going to speak to you, and you're going to want to be, you're going to want to be more of a giver than a receiver. Because you're going to become more like him. Everybody says, I want to be more like Jesus. Well, you become more like Jesus, you do what Jesus did. Oh, y'all need to help me. Don't leave your pastor hanging up here. Because the church thing today has come to a point of what, of what we can get. rather, And that's what this thing is all about. God gave for God so lovely on that he gave. Amen. Somebody say amen. Where's Daniel at? Somebody come and help me. I'm going to give this mic to one of you guys. <clears throat> so in, in, in order to appreciate the work of the Spirit and the virgin birth of Christ, we have to see that what, what took place and, and what was coming here, it was not just a baby being born. I'm going to say it again. This was not just about a baby in a manger. Thank God that we celebrate this but you gotta, you got to know, this. as I said earlier, this was a game changer, and this leveled the playing field. Well, actually, it didn't level the playing field. It gave us the advantage over the enemy because the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. The Logos, Brandon, the Logos of, of Christ, he, be, he became humanity, and he became flesh, and he was born here and came here, and he defeated sin, and he defeated the devil so that we could operate in the Spirit. And, and, and if we operate, see, if we operate in the same, if we're, it, what? conceived in us, Chris, and we operate in the same spirit, you can overcome the temptation that you're battling, and you can make a difference in the kingdom of God, and you won't say, I'm just get, wait and get to church so I can hear pastor preach, or I'm here these singers sing, but I'm going to do something in the spirit myself because I have something conceived in me. I want you guys to, to, to get a revelation of who he is so you can be changed and set free. Come on. Somebody needs to give him praise in here. I want you to get a revelation of who he is. Come on. Give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the spirit. I feel the, I feel the anointing coming. See, he, hey, here's, here's, oh, glory. Somebody, come on, somebody pray. See, here's the deal. The, the, they were looking for, the children of Israel were looking for an earthly king and, a, and, and an earthly government. But, and, and, but see, you got to understand, it was not about an earthly government. It wasn't then and it isn't now. Thank God for what we're seeing in our nation today. But see, the thing about it is, Jesus still has to be seated at the conference table or there won't be any change. And God is drawing America back to Him. So now is the time to pray more than ever. Don't sit back and, come on, somebody needs to help me preach. Don't sit back and rest on your laurels. Now is the time to press forward and say, God, I want to hear you in the 
the Spirit. I want something to be conceived in me like it was when you were born. Because see, when that conception took place, it brought birth to the Son of God. What's being brought forth through us? Is it all ugly? Is it all pride? Is it all envy? Is it all strife? Those things are not born out of the Spirit. Those things are, are conceived in the flesh. Okay, let's look at it this way. We were born... Is the weather good? Just say, say yeah. Give me an out here. I really feel, I, I really feel, and I know this is, it's been kind of an unusual service this morning, but I'm going to be honest with you. I really feel an anointing on this word, and I feel that God is speaking. Because, you know, we can come in and talk about the birth of Christ all we want, until we, but until we operate in the same spirit, you know, it's not going to bring change in our life. There is something that can take place in you that will change you and you will look at people differently and you will approach church differently. And, and I know, how many knows God blesses us? But you want blessings, you go after God and the overflow of your, your pursuit will overtake you. You will be apprehended of what you were trying to apprehend. Somebody shout amen. I'm, I'm, I tell you, I'm feeling, I'm, I know I'm not running any pews, Ryan, and jumping up, and I'm not getting a whole lot of. We better get hungry for him. Don't treat December the 26th any different than December the 25th. It's just a day. You know what I'm speaking, and I've got, I've got four pages of notes here, and I'm, I know I'm not going to get to them, so don't freak out. But I'm speaking that every person in the, under the sound of my voice, I'm speaking that in, Janu- in, in, in 2017, that you're going to get such a hunger for Christ that all of these other things in your life are going to fade. You're going to get so hungry for Christ that your job, you'll be sitting, come on, somebody, your job, you'll be sitting there and you'll say, I'd just rather be. In communion with him. You know, I travel. Most of you guys know I travel. And sometimes, you know, it's so tough being away from home. And, and uh, you know, you'll go out to eat. And I've told one of this. And, and usually a lot of times, you know, Tom and I would just, you know, we'll do a drive through and just get something on the run because we're working. And, but every now and then, you know, you might have some free time. In the evening, you're done, kind of caught up. Not often, but occasionally. Uh, and you'll think, I'm going to go sit down and have a, a nice meal. You know. Government's paying for it. So no. I'm going to go have a nice meal. And you walk in, you order your food, and you sit there, and, and, you, and lots of times, you, you've no longer, you just got through ordering your food, and you're like, why did I come in here? I'm sitting here alone. My wife's not with me. My family's not with me. 
And it just, it just isn't the same, right? You know, when you long to be in the presence of, you know, you long to be with your spouse and you long to be, you know, there's a place of intimacy, guys. And I know I've left my notes all together, but there's a place of intimacy that you can come to with him. That you say, I just want to be, I just want to be with him. I just, I just want to be in his presence. You know, I got so hungry for God once. I got so hungry that, 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 that I started, uh, I was almost praying for the Lord to take me and want to rebuke me. She said, you can't do that. I said, I'd just as soon go home and be with him. She said, you sh- shut up, you can't do that. Are y'all hearing your pastor? It's not about just a celebrating a day. It's the incarnation of the Spirit of God, Jesus coming through the Spirit, and He wants that's where He wants you to be to fellowship with Him. Right? Somebody say amen. All right, just a couple more thoughts. God is great. Amen. Somebody say amen. So here's the deal. The purpose of the incarnation and, God, and Jesus became flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. There's so much, there's so much scripture for this. If anybody wants to copy my notes, I'll give them to you. But uh, for the sake of time, uh, you know, the Bible says that he needed sleep, right? He ate food. Amen. There's so many things that talks about his humanity. He bled. He sweated. Right? He, he expressed emotions. Remember what, what he did when, when Lazarus, Lazarus was dead? He wept. He cried. He, he expressed anger. Ran him out of the temple. Right? And he was referred to, he often referred to himself as a man. But the purpose of the incarnation was not to taste food or to feel sorrow. The Son of God came in the flesh in order to be the Savior of mankind. Somebody had to come in the flesh to reverse what had happened with Adam in the flesh. God said he he gave man authority, right? And Adam blew it. So Christ came and he fixed it. Oh, somebody should be shouting over that. You'd be in big trouble if that hadn't happened. Amen. So it was necessary for him to be born under the law. Now, all of us have failed to fulfill God's law. Everybody shout amen. So Christ came in the flesh under the law to fulfill the law on our behalf. So you're not bound by the law. You're free from it. Come on, shout amen. The second thing, it was necessary for the Savior to shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins. We had to have a blood sacrifice. Of course, that requires a body of flesh and blood. So this was God's plan for the incarnation. When Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrificing offering under the old covenant you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. So without the incarnation, Christ could not really die, and the cross is meaningless. Amen? So he had to come in the flesh, but then what was manifested in the Spirit changed everything. And that's a good thing for you. Somebody shout amen. So real quickly, 
the five things that Gabriel says about Mary's child. His name will be Jesus. His name will be Jesus. In Hebrew, it means Savior or Deliverer. Somebody say, thank God for a Savior. Come on, say it again. Second says he will be great. Jesus is and Jesus was and Jesus will always be great. Somebody say amen. Somebody say he's great. He's upholding the universe with the word of his power. Amen. Is there anything in the world greater? Say amen. You know, you could take every great theologian and all the thinkers of, 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 of everything. You could, sit them in, like you could sit them in a room and bring Jesus in. They'd have to shut their mouths and listen to Jesus. Amen? I miss Big Ernie back there. Number three, he's going to be called the Son of the Most High. Gabriel says he'll be called the Son of the Most High. It's true that the disciples of Jesus are called the Sons of the Most High. So in order to get that sonship... He is son of the most high, right? So we are sons like him. Y'all got to see this. When you are born again, that changes and you are to be in fellowship in the spirit with him. That'll cause you to turn the TV off. I said it, didn't I? That'll cause you to turn the computer off. Oh, help us, Lord. Somebody say amen. Do y'all love you, Pastor? We're going to go after God. He said, he will sit on David's throne. The Lord will give him the throne of David, his father. Amen. How many times have we preached that here? And the last thing, said, his kingdom will never end. Gabriel says, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will be no end. You know what this promise means? Here, I'm going to close here. Everybody, give me your full attention. I'm just about done. Do you know what this promise means? Let's say it one more time. To his kingdom, there will be no end. Look at your neighbor and say, no end. What that means is that at 11.25, on December the 18th, he is reigning. Greater than Barack Obama. Greater than Donald Trump. I don't feel like I've really been able to convey this message, but talk, come and talk to me if you didn't get it. But you see, when you operate, and, and, you know, and I understand, you know, and, and, and Robert, uh, Bob came and gave us such a great uh, reason why, as Christians, we need to vote, right? We, we need to do that. But when your focus and your faith comes up on someone other than him and then you are being controlled by your flesh and not the spirit but when you are walking in the spirit and then you are looking to him and his kingdom has no end because it's not a oh glory I'm trying to quit here it's not a physical kingdom but it's a godly kingdom of his kingdom there shall be no end 
He came and set up his... No, you're not sitting around twiddling your thumbs, guys, waiting to get to heaven, waiting for Jesus to get back. Thank God, Danny Tuttle, that's going to be an awesome time. But you understand that the kingdom began when he came here because he brought the kingdom of heaven to earth. So what we are, what we're supposed to operate in, that's the kingdom we operate in. And if we operate in that kingdom, we will dictate what happens in the other kingdom around us. That's why... that. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's that's what happened on November whatever. Do you understand that there was 15 million uh, born-again Christians, 15 million more born-again Christians that voted in this last election than in voted four years ago. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying the church needs to wake up and realize that we're in a physical king and we need a, we need something to be conceived in the Holy Spirit so we can know what, what we're supposed to do to take this thing forward. It's not about I don't want 2017 just to be us coming together and having church services and singing songs and saying, preach us another good message, Pastor. But I want you to become kingdom-minded people that operate in the Spirit and you have a relationship with Jesus and you change what happens in, in your circle. You change what happens in your home. You change what happens in your marriage. And then we bring that together and we change the culture in our community. And then we change the state and the nation and the world. Come on. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? It's not about something that happens in the flesh. Amen? You know, our emotions can be moved in the flesh I'm going to be, I want to be good, and I'm not going to be critical. But so many churches have just taken this out, and they just want to entertain the people. Let's just entertain the people. Because if we keep their flesh entertained, we'll keep them, we'll keep them happy, and we'll keep them coming every Sunday, and they'll keep giving money in the offering. Do y'all love me? I'm thankful for every blessing that God gives me, but I'll just tell you what, I'm not here for the money. And I want to see people, I want to see people look at me and speak word to me that they received through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Say, we're going to get it. We're going to get there. This is just a, uh, a an opener for 2017. Y'all excited about that? Are we okay with that? I know it's an unusual message to hear. You know, most people want to hear about the manger, and yeah, there was a way in a manger, right? A way in a manger. Uh, but you got to understand, it was the incarnation of Christ. He came. And humanity, and it was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Well, nothing in the flesh. Amen? Somebody shout amen. Mary said, how can this be? I don't know a man. Never had, never had relations with a man. You know, and even Joseph was going to put her away because, you know, how many, come on, guys. You're engaged to a girl, and she shows up. And, come on, you guys get ready to sing. You're engaged to a girl, and she shows up says, I'm pregnant. And you know you've never had relations with that girl. And you're like, well, who's the daddy? 
Well, it's the Holy Spirit. How many of you guys would believe that? So the angel had to tell Gabriel too, right? Gabriel had to get something. Okay, what if Gabriel wasn't listening? I'm sorry, Joseph. Thank you, Brandon. What if Joseph wasn't listening? First of all, what if Gabriel wasn't listening? And then what if Joseph wasn't listening? This thing would have been all messed up, right? But he was listening. He says, okay, I get it. I just want you guys to read the birth of Christ and see how many things that came forth there in the Spirit. It came through the Spirit. You know, uh, I was sharing with Mary on Thursday night. after. You know, that's where they locked up Peter. You know, we're going to talk about that. And the church prayed for, you know, Peter got revelation in the Spirit. We're going to talk about that. He got revelation in the Spirit. Well, religion came and locked him up. It was going to kill him. Right? But the church prayed for Peter. The prayers of the bride, the prayers of the church, caused the angel to go and wake Peter up, and he walked out of the prison. Amen? It's got to happen through the Spirit. Somebody say amen. Let's stand together. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, Log on to ourfathershouseky.org.